0: Hey, this is Max, and you're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we talk about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Okay, welcome to The Uncommon Truth. I'm here with Steve Vicky Orsillo. And we're on video, so this is the one time we'll acknowledge the camera. Hey everybody! Thanks third wall, for, third wall. Yeah, fourth. Fifth fourth wall. wall? I that, don't know. Okay. The third dimension, fifth dimension. It's fallen. Yep. Already broken all the rules, so welcome here. That's actually why I invited you guys, because yeah, Vicky's great at breaking the rules, and Steve's <laughs> good at setting the rules. So together we're we're good, right? I'm together we can all be frustrated. Together. together
1: yeah welcome to his life
0: so before the show we were singing toto songs Toto, so if that happens toto hits yeah toto hits There's at least three steve steve came to me yesterday and said there aren't any there's only two toto songs that their hits that he recognized and so i spent the whole day yesterday listening to toto
2: what really? i really said was we listened for 45, 45 minutes, minutes and about silly. they did bits of 30 songs and didn't sing their hits and you didn't you didn't wreck it you only recognize you only recognized line. only one and they didn't sing rosanna they didn't sing hold oh, the
1: line man. just we bless the, rains we bless the We bless the rains down in africa yeah. which, that's great you know it'll but take it'll, uh, men a hundred or more the whole line is a, is as big their biggest hit i think yeah the hold the line, line yeah. is definitely
2: I once really i heard like. it i went that's toto oh yeah. that's that is a big hit
1: we kind of miss the 80s for yeah. you know secular yeah.
0: i still listen to toto their songs sound like worship songs to, like secular worship songs to me especially mm. africa because you may have a problem. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> well, no, tell them that, Tell everybody you how Rosanna goes. Well. We
0: can sing Rosanna as. Hosanna! Go ahead, Hosanna, do it. Well, how, how does do it go it. Again?
2: Hosanna! Hosanna!
0: Never thought that a God like you could be this good to me.
1: Woo! Keep going. Hosanna! That's right. That's good. I
2: th- good thing we have good <laughs> we quality microphones. We just lost all of our listeners. Keep yeah, just tuned out a... by the just... by Unless they're from the Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Amsterdam is wild
0: for a Toto. Wild <laughs> for Toto. Yeah. Well, so we
2: just we just won them over. We but, got some
0: other friends ever singing along with us yesterday. Yeah, you but, think believe so? it or not, we're not we're not just going to talk about Toto today. That'd be a little bit of a left turn from what we usually talk about. <laughs> we probably should
1: hashtag and we might get more uh, hashtag listeners. Hashtag Toto,
0: yeah. Hashtag there Toto. We go. We're actually going to be talking about where we left off last week. Last week, if you didn't tune in, we were talking about a life following Jesus is supposed to look completely different Correct. than the world. And we got that because our lives are completely different right now with <laughs> everything that's going on. I don't know many people's lives that are the same today as they were eight weeks ago. That's right. right. Um, but we... We left off that, that it's supposed to be different because we're following Jesus. And so where we want to take that today is, is not just different for the sake of different, but different as in looking like Jesus. And Steve, you're really fond of saying a Christian is a mini Jesus, is a, a little Jesus going around doing the things that Jesus does. Yeah. And one of the things I want to talk about today was the thing that Jesus, when I, when I think of Jesus, I think of sacrifice. And that's what just made him so different, was he wasn't what everybody thought he was going to be, a conquering king coming in and and making making the kingdom um, the way everybody thought it would be, but he brought the kingdom of heaven through sacrifice, so... That's where I wanted to go today. What do you guys think about that?
1: Seems really deep. Sounds good to me. We went
0: from Toto to wow. totally deep. To
1: sacrifice totally in our deep. lives. Toto
0: huh? to Toto deep. Some oh people might think listening to Toto is a sacrifice, and I feel for those people. <laughs> yeah, it is. They need sacrifice. to hold the line. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's bubblegum music. So yeah. Love isn't always on
1: time. That's right. That's right. So prophetic.
0: So, I th- I have I have a feeling that this theme of sacrifice will be pretty good for us because we talk about uncommon truth, the things that we don't really cover. Don't you don't hear a lot of in Christianity, um, or I guess from from mainstream Christianity, it's not really like a build your church sort of message, <laughs> uh, but it is something that you guys both talk about a lot. Um, you would call it, I guess, giving your life away, right? That's right. Yep. And and so I wanted to ask: Have has Christianity in the West have we forgot about sacrifice? What do you think, Vicky?
1: Well, um, you know, I don't want to paint it with a broad uh, stroke or paintbrush, but I, I think it, for the most part, yes. I think a lot of times, a generalization, we have painted Christianity as bumper sticker bites mm-hmm. and um, song song words, and uh, we've cherry-picked this, the scriptures of Jesus, go back and forth from the Old Testament to the New Testament, mm-hmm. Old Covenant to the New Covenant. And I think, um, yeah, we have, we have lost those words of Jesus and then, then look at the apostles, What you know, and the disciples after Jesus was murdered, they sacrificed. it. It's, it is actually harrowing to read what those men went through um, serving Jesus. There was a life of sacrifice. So mm. I believe in the Western, um, Western Christianity, we definitely have misplaced sacrifice. It has become a bless me club. What mm. can Jesus do for me? And then when he doesn't do it for me, so many Christians have lost their, their faith when bad things happen to good people, it's like, we're so shocked because that's not supposed to happen. Cause we, I think we've, we have just really, really taken his words out of context. Hmm. So my answer would be yes.
0: What do you think Steve?
2: So I think that uh, the popularity of different messages. So you, you, you want to hear two messages. One says, give and you shall receive and teaches you to give sacrificially. And the other one said, God's best days are ahead of you, and He has. He's not mad at you. He blesses you, and every good thing's going to come your way, and surely goodness and mercy will follow you all mm. the days of your life. But which message are you going to listen to? And I think that because we, what Vicky said, the word cherry pick. So mm. that's what we do to create a message that says, "Bless me, bless me, bless me," and God is all happy, and and, and He's not who He says He is. Mm. And then the other one, you says that you know, give, give, give. I think that what we're supposed to be is both. And Jesus said something really powerful that has now been misconstrued in today's world. He said, I desire mercy more than sacrifice. sacrifice. And so what we've done, instead of putting it one, two, is we've said we've just by the, our nature made sacrifice to be number 25 or number 75 or mm-hmm. how low does your number go? And so, yep. you know, or high, but how far away can you get that sacrifice? How many words can you put between mercy and sacrifice, and both are words for giving. And so what he was really saying is, I desire giving, and the more important giving is mercy more than money, more mercy more than uh, labor, help works. Mm. That's good. Yeah. And and that's all he was saying was in the category of giving, mercy's my number one. But he wasn't in any way saying sacrificial giving or sacrificial service or life, sacrificial sacrifice of your life yeah. isn't important. He said no greater love. So when it comes to love, sacrifice is the no greater. There's nothing greater than sacrificing your life for others. And so I think those are the ones we've learned I when you say sacrifice your life for others. Everybody gets a cold chill. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'd rather let my neighbor do that for his neighbor than me do it for my neighbor. And that's what goes in. I mean, being honest, what goes across your brain, and you have to kind of say, no, I want to be a man who sacrifices his life for his neighbor. But I still, when it's it comes down, when the rubber meets the road, I'd rather you sacrifice your life for our neighbor than me. Yeah. So you follow? Oh, yeah. And, no, and so I get that. It's, it's a mind game we play with ourselves where we say it, but then in our head, we're going, well, and. He said it very: No greater love has any man than that he lay down his life for his brother. That sacrifice. Mm. And but if it, but in the day-to-day giving of service, the day-to-day giving of the to the least of these, my brethren. In other words, the I was hungry, I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to yeah. eat or drink. I want you to do it to the least of these, my brethren. That kind of sacrificial giving. Don't forget my greatest desire for you is that you learn to give mercy. So to go out and give those things and be unmerciful, you would not be fulfilling my highest calling to go out and do those things and be merciful. You would really be something special in the kingdom of heaven. So they you really would go be, hand in hand. Yeah, they are. It's not a separation. Mercy and sacrifice are the same thing, but he's category, categorizing the, the love forgiveness, lack of judgment serving those who can't serve you back he's saying these are my my greatest heart Mm -hmm. and yet we read it as yeah sacrifice goes to the bottom of the list that's good mercy goes to the top and that is no way what that verse says but that is how we got here
1: you are so smart wow that's amazing what uh, uh, did you say, Vicki? I'm sorry. Remember my hearing? I don't remember what I said. My we'll hearing's play, failing. Uh, short term, short term. There for a second. Less. I I
2: thought I, I didn't listen. No, no. I didn't no, hear no. you. What did you say? No, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that was really good, honestly, because the category, categorizing of, of mercy and sacrifice is such a great point. Hmm. Honestly, we in the Western church, the Western society, we don't we don't want sacrifice, we don't want to do that. And it's it does move down. I think that was a great way of um, yeah. delineating what that means. Yeah. A life of sacrifice. And
0: I, I framed the question as in Western Christianity because I, I don't see, and maybe I don't know enough, but I don't see that problem in like third world Christianity third world, no. or or in communist China all or in. places where people are getting, they're actually actively getting persecuted yeah. for their faith. Yeah. Why, is it, why is it that we have the problem here in, America, Canada, Europe, and they don't have it in, like, basement churches in China.
2: You know, in, in any place where the Bible talks about end times, it'll, it'll lay out for the condition of man at the time. And one of the most pla- uh, important places it lays that out, it says that it's when people say, we are in peace and safety, mm. we are, we're good, and really, in another place it says, when man says he doesn't need God. I think if you look around our world today, (laughs) I think you could pretty much say that no matter what words they're screaming, it comes out in translation in the tongues of men and of angels. It comes out as we don't need God. And and so I think that all of these statements talking about the end times and the condition of man going in this direction, it really comes down to we don't need God. And that's what causes people to get softer and softer and softer on our needs, what we need to do. Third world countries, a place where suffering is a daily existence and struggle for even the basics, food and water, and even the ability to have life is dependent on whether they find you or don't find you, where persecution is great, I think they have a much easier time holding on to, there's no peace and safety. And we do need God mm-hmm. and God please save us. Somebody tell us what it takes to have God save us. Mm-hmm. And where can we find peace in, in our hearts? And where you know, they have a much greater desire to hold on to a supernatural uh, deliverance from God than we in this country we can have an experience on a Friday night at the church, can fall down in the spirit and be prayed for and have holy laughter and shaking and woeing and hoeing and yelling and screaming. And then Saturday morning comes and somebody wants us to come help them. And, no, I just want to, you yeah. know, I was up late last night well, with the Holy well, Spirit. I can't help you. Yeah. Yeah. And so we really have the choice every day at one moment to say I need God and the next moment to say I really don't through our actions and through our, our, our idolatry, even, you know, our worship of everything around us. Mm-hmm. Whereas those people in third world countries have no chance at that. They're both laying in a, in a mud hut. You know, with ants and, and with, the, with the livestock, if they yeah. have any, you know. They have to protect their goats so they can drink milk. And they got to find food for the goats so they can have milk for the kids. Yeah. And we don't have that. You know, Cinderella Man in that movie said, they asked him a question. He said, it's milk money. And, and nobody understood his answer. He said, well, all my life I took for granted. I'm always going to be able to have mu- milk for my kids. But now in this depression, I'm fighting for milk money. My kids won't have milk if I don't fight. Yeah, And that's kind of the same answer as third world. It's even here we have poor people, and they probably have a chance to hold on better. And I know that's why our ministry's successful. We identified the harvest as people who uh, we need to find people desperate, because when they meet Jesus, they actually may be able to ignore the world telling them they don't need God. Hey, I sure needed him to get where I'm at now.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. all
2: sorts of desperation. Right. It's not desperation. Just, really. Not just
0: desperation for for food or right. for shelter, all but also sorts. like I was I I was somebody who hated myself. Hated myself. Uh, I did this to escape reality because of things that were done to me. Right. I think we'll get to that a little bit later, but I wanted to ask about the impact of sacrifice. So both on individuals. So what does it mean for me to sacrifice? But what happens to the world? What happens to the world, Vicky, if we don't sacrifice as Christians? If we leave that out completely of our theology?
1: Well, I think we rob them. I was thinking as Steve was speaking is that uh, in my darkest moments, it's where I drew clo- closest to Jesus. It's if um, somebody told me a long time ago, it's faith isn't faith until it's all you got, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, the desperation of sacrifice. Um, the, I think we do a disservice, you know. We don't want to, you know, you you know us. We're not just doom and gloom, and and uh, we we have a lot of joy, we have a lot of fun, but the truth is, I think we do it as a service of not teaching people about sacrifice, or giving your giving your life away is how we phrase it, don't we? Um, it's like, and I think the Father's House exam, uh, examples that fairly fairly well. Um, we meet the needs of others, so I think I think in the overall um, snapshot of the Western Christianity. I think we need to probably make that more readily available to the people that are sitting in our 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 chairs or our pews. And when people get saved, I think they need to right away start reading the words of Jesus in context because they're 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 hungry at that moment and they they won't get confused.
0: Yeah, stop cherry picking. Stop cherry picking and just
1: you know. And and I think some, I think you know pastors do um, you know series on marriage or children, and I think that's great. However, I think the overall theme of the church should be the words of Jesus and you know and then the Apostles and how we should live the disciples Mm -hmm. so I don't know if I answered your question
0: yeah no you did and I think you guys do a good job of making sure no cherry-picking can happen right I mean you'd have to you'd have to know which service to come to or, or read ahead and say like, well, Steve's going to talk about sacrifice this week because this is the next verse in Matthew. So I better better take this Sunday off if you yeah. don't want to hear about it, right? And, because yeah. you you guys just go, you know. Chapter by chapter. Yep. And sometimes it'll take you two months to get through one chapter or three months to get through one chapter, right? And the
1: thing is I I just want to define cherry pick. some people might not know, but it's just taking um just taking your favorite scriptures or whatever and just speaking about those. And oftentimes they're out of context. They're not really um telling you what the historical things are going on, who he's talking to. Yeah. And like you said, we just go we have for twenty one years, we just start you know, literally Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Though I think we started in John when we started 21 years ago, and it's just you cannot, you cannot just X out these scriptures. They just there, and if you believe Jesus not to be a liar, it's like, what are we going to do with these mm-hmm. scriptures? And I think, if and any listeners who have been Christians for a while, I would just, um, I would just kind of say, go back, go back to where you first started, and just start reading the, the Gospels again yeah. in context—Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John—one, two, three, four.
0: Yeah. So f- for me, we moved, uh, I guess, we moved from Canada to, uh, two years ago, and we didn't end up here until a little bit later because we took some time in Colorado to visit family. But the reason we moved was because I we visited here, and then we went back to Canada and started reading. I started reading. I would read the Gospels uh, dozens of times, but I had been looking at this story yep. or this parable. Yep. I wanted to teach this thing to campers, so Correct. I looked at that. But what I started to do after hearing a sermon that you preached was, I'm just going to start, and I'm going to read all the way through, and I'm going to note the things. First thing I picked was, what does it mean to be saved? So anytime something about salvation came up, I would put a little S next to it, and then I'd go back and be like, okay, well, what does Jesus actually say about being saved? And I did that again for identity. Who is Jesus? It's good. And then, uh, so I, I think I did it three times before I actually got here. Wow, and that'll change your whole world. Well, it did because we came here. <laughs> <We> that <gotta laughs> change your whole world. <laughs> and and maybe maybe I didn't know we didn't know everything what we were getting into. Um, we had visited a couple times, but it did result in us putting a higher value on sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, didn't. It didn't change my heart towards sacrifice. It was still, oh, oh this yeah. is tough. This it's is tough. Yeah. And and moving in and being told the very first thing is, you better take those bikes off the top of your car. They won't be here in five minutes. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, all right. Well, we're not in Kansas, Dorothy. We're not in, Kansas, not, in, exactly. we're we're not not in Manitoba. Anymore. That's right. We didn't have a key to our house. I'm so, so
1: I'm so <laughs> came, glad you're here. Me too. I am too. Your family is amazing. Am they just, you just fit.
2: We're so glad you're here. And yeah, but
1: it was a sacrifice, and and if you you know if you've been listening to the online broadcast that we've been running through this virus, um, you hear you hear a lot of people who've really sacrificed their life, their money, their time, their you know their future, and they've just picked up and moved to Oroville. That was their sacrifice. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that everybody needs to move to Oroville. I'm just saying it was a it, the people that you're hearing. It's a sacrifice. Yeah. It's following Jesus. I'm just reading, um, again, Danielle's book, A Line in the Sand. And for those who don't have it, I think it's probably the most influential yeah. book.
0: I'll, I'll definitely put a link to yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Um, I'm rereading it. And not just because it's my daughter. I don't really like to read that much. But I'm just like, this is such a good yeah. book and to go alongside with the Bible. And I just mm. like it. I wrote in, my, in Facebook today. It's like, if you're going to read one book besides the Bible, this is the one I would do because it really delineates Yeah. Um, in context, what Jesus says—it's
2: it short really and sweet does. too. It's short it's and just sweet, right to the easy. Point. The chapters are short, and then the biblical references are really phenomenal. Long. Yeah, and there's lots, more biblical and references than, than there is chapters. Yeah. She's
1: just like me in her articulation That's and, right. and knowing the scriptures and, right. uh, and writing.
2: She is definitely I'll her, tell, mama's, I'll daughter. Tell her that. mama's daughter. Mama's daughter. That's, That's right.
0: Good. So I, That's I wanted to get to absolutely. that. So I, that was a little bit of my story of of That's growing in sacrifice. That's it's really good. But I. I know there's some some things we were going to talk about last week and we didn't get to because our conversation, we ended up talking about uh, our friend Yosu who's single. That's yeah. right. Yos is still well, single? that was a second. Is yeah. yeah. he's he still talking. single? He's, it he's didn't help. Single. He's still single. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, we got to get subscribers up. So. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: have another single guy in the audience, too. We got two. Okay. Yeah. We have a yeah. lot of single guys at the Father's house, don't yeah.
0: we? We do. Okay. Yeah. So that that's, uh, I don't know if that gets on sacrifice. Maybe we... Maybe we took another He's right He's your sacrifice These ladies just and Marry these
1: guys. Yeah, that's okay, right. Yeah. They're they're desperate. No, they're not desperate. <laughs> yeah. Look, look at Yos. Yost is looking oh, around. Man. He's. Are you looking at Kale? Yeah. Uh,
0: there we go. We've only we're under the six person limit. There's five of us in the room. That's right. One person yeah. for that's, technical and one person yep. to. Yep. We are to be our law abiding Christians. One person, a live audience. That's right. But what I wanted to get to is your story of how sacrifice changed your view. You would. At first, when you moved to Oroville, you guys wanted to put the church in downtown Oroville. We wanted a nice, rich on, church on Orodam Boulevard, the main drag. Right? Yeah, we wanted so a pretty mauve-colored. Okay.
1: It was going to be beautiful.
0: And just dis- describe really quick where are we at
2: now. We're in the church building recording. Yeah. what We are in an old warehouse in? in Southside that we have renovated gorgeous. into a beautiful church. Yeah. Okay.
1: But it wasn't when we st- when we walked here and we saw no. it. It was it was actually an uh, It was actually a truck diesel shop and there was a, um, I'm, I'm pointing to the right by the stage but there's a uh, there's a roll up a garage door and there's a truck right right there oh really yeah there's Great. a truck and the catwalk was up there and uh it was smelled yeah. like diesel
2: and it took incredible sacrifice yeah. by Vicky to get this place built that's right and she sacrificed all her money on this place what was the
0: change that made you want to go from putting your church out and you know <laughs> like any other church kind of like out where People wouldn't be uncomfortable getting here, or you know. There's a building in
2: Southside on Spencer and B B Street, and we were mopping our way in and mopping our way out every Sunday, and they were loaning they were loaning us the building. It was like a five dollar a month rent, mm-hmm. uh, with a with an insurance and a disclaimers, you know, to protect them and. They were letting us use it, but it was a filthy place, and we had to mop our way in, mop our way out. It had posters on the wall about teen pregnancy, about sexually transmitted diseases, and so we did church in the midst of all those posters and all the communications about all the social diseases and and things wrong with society, mm-hmm. and we uh, we were planning to build our own church where, where we discussed, and and Vicky and I stepped out of there one day and just I I had felt the Lord speak to me that this is our church and we're going to build it in Southside not not the, I had already negotiated a building an old uh
1: rent to own um, now
2: No it it was a uh it's old rent to own now but yeah. it was a uh, car car parts Grand Auto maybe Grand, really? I think it was Grand Auto mm. but it was right in the middle of town yeah. right on yeah. the main drag yeah. you know right there where every car was going party. 5 <laughs> times a day and when they would see our band they would see our you know, beautiful windows. And it would draw front. people anyway. Yeah. yeah. It was Lots next of door to the most, the most absolutely overrun restaurant at the time. It was this very, very popular restaurant and, uh, it was this building next to it. So it was going to get a lot of traffic and see a lot of the who's who of Orville. And the Lord spoke to me in this uh Bible study at that on B and Spencer. And as I said, Vicky, what did you hear the Lord say? And she said, before I could say it, she said, that we're going to be meeting and that we're, our church is going to be in Southside and that these people are our church. That's right. Mm. And I knew that that isn't the pastel colored vineyard type church oh, that boy. we were building. Yeah. That was going to be something wholly different. And we started a 21 day fast and prayer walk in the streets of Southside to say, OK, if you're sending us this neighborhood, what, what are we doing? And it was a m- remarkable, the words people got as we pray w- prayer walked every morning for 21 days.
1: Five in the morning.
2: And I fasted for that 21 days. And, you know, people fasted some things, but I totally yeah. fasted. And uh, my friend Mike, who recently passed away, he fasted with me. And we walked these streets every morning, prayed for it. We opened in prayer, closed in prayer, and walked up every, down every street over that 21 days, praying over every house. And the Lord began to show us. He pointed out a property, pointed out the future. And we began, and every bit of it was uh, massive sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, last week we really hit a lot on giving. Churches, why we come together in church, why you join a church, Community. is because that's where your your opportunity to give is expounded. And that's Jesus's plan for yeah, the Yeah, I think ch- that was a for, couple
0: weeks ago, but yeah,
2: yeah, that's Jesus's plan is that we give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and so we're using the word sacrifice, but to me, the word sacrifice is is really giving. And it's, it, it's so much more than product or money. It's life, giving yeah. your life. And uh, so this church is built 100% on sacrifice and giving and continues. If, you, if anybody has anything good, like if you watch our broadcast every night and you see the testimonies of all these leaders in this church saying what their life was and what their life is, I can tell you because I'm me and Vicky have been here. We can tell you the stories of sacrifice that caused their life to be good. Yeah, and it's and it's it is the pavement on which Christianity rolls. It's the it's, it's what good. directs the path of Christianity. It's where we it's where we hard surface the ground under our feet is through sacrifice, mm. and that's what gives us fire in our bellies, uh, you know, fuel for our souls. Yeah. It's what why we have so much joy. In the midst of a year with losing a granddaughter, we have tremendous joy. Losing an associate pastor, we have incredible joy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of the other things going on, and they are many, uh, we have incredible joy. And what fuels that? It's our sacrifice under one statement. We work for Jesus. We do our best. We do our most. We give it all. And we sacrifice anything to work for Jesus, who gave even more than we did, to save these individuals, we're ministering to, and if he gave that much to save them, how could we withhold anything? So yeah, it's about so love, right? It's, yes. And it's it's about loving him, and that translating into his love for them. And so, even if I don't like them, even if I don't want to love them, his love translates through me because I love him. He prevails upon me, and I end up loving them. Yeah. So how did how did your view because. People, the people that you would have met at
0: this church where you had thought you would set the mob up. Their, the Moth church. The Moth church. Yeah. Um, would have been a lot different people than oh, you boy. meet in Southside. Yeah. How did your thinking, how did Jesus have to change your thinking to to love the people here and sacrifice for them?
2: I don't know how he did it. but it, <laughs> He's I mean, God. You know, He's a God. It was step by step.
1: Just said yes. And I
2: confess that in 1997 when he told this and by 1998 when we opened, I didn't. I had no desire. I said they made them they're they're this way cuz they, they want to be this way. Yeah, so we're talking, they don't want we're talking yeah. poor like yeah. drug, drug poor. addiction I, don't, on the I had great heart for poor but I was raised by poor depressionary people. people who said even if you're poor you don't have to be dirty. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I had a judgment about that. Yeah. And all of their inabilities and all of their inabilities to help themselves to seek you know Jesus any their all of their inabilities had me judging heavily, correct, and I had words from the Lord which changed me, seared me, convicted me about where was this adult you're so mad at, and this kid you're so compassionate towards, how about you think for a moment who was that adult fifteen ten, years, ten years ago ago, yeah. He was that kid, and nobody loved him, and he became that. Now, how can you hold that against him? Mm. That's what changed me, and it was step by step, and it was quickly. So I was like a, one of those people in a sci-fi movie who is is morphed. like morphed. I was kind of morphed in a very short time, yeah. Because my vision of uh, four-square um, church, evangelical Christianity, vineyard with the Holy Spirit added mm-hmm. to some of this other these other things. It was, I was going after a very distinct crowd. And, and here's the thing. If, if I did, I would have been successful and it would have been the same exact answers. It would have been the same exact process. It would have required all the same sacrifices for me to be successful. And what I call successful is inspiring other people to love Jesus. So in any, they're if I right went way. to rich people, it would have been the same thing. They would have still hated themselves. They still would have needed love. Mm. They still would have needed sacrifice. And but what what he did was he directed me here because I asked him, where is the harvest most likely to be plentiful? Mm. I want to work the harvest. And he showed me this and i and I did not moan and groan. I said, OK, whatever your will is, I'm happy to do it. But you do know that I already judge these people and <laughs> I already don't know what to do. Yeah. And 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 so I put myself in the hands of the teacher and he taught he taught us. And through walking and fasting prayer, people say, what happened from all these prayers and fasting you did, all this prayer walking?
1: We're seeing it now, um, aren't we?
2: Yeah, we, well, we're seeing a lot of results yeah. from it, but the most important result was me. Hmm. It Your was though, is this process of being starving. I mean, I, I don't fast well. And to fast 21 days or 40 days, that's gruesome. But the thing is, every day you've got this ache for food, and that ache is translating into transformation of my soul And a change in my soul to cause me to see differently. I can tell you to hear more clearly, follow more dearly. So it was gruesome, but you grew some. I grew Ah. some. Oh, that was good
0: right there. You're so punny. Turn that into a Toto
2: song and we'll have a hit.
0: You're so so punny. You're the
1: king of puns. So
0: thank you I, I know another guy who's pretty good send but, that to Toto they might yeah make a they, song. they'll make a song they're still making music <laughs> yeah,
2: those old men will work it out
0: so you guys sacrifice a lot and through this whole time Steve you were you were still running you're doing full-time contracting yeah, was... full-time pastoral right yeah. so you were you were sacrificing a lot and I wanted to ask you Vicki what was it like being the wife of somebody who sacrificed so much
1: well, I never, ever really felt like we sacrificed that much because it's like it's it was love in action. And we saw what happened when you give your life away. Just We, we got that early on in, the, in our Christian walk at the Father's House, especially. Um, I think it really was at the Father's House where we really saw it. Um, we're, we had four kids and one, um, one has Down syndrome. And they're all pretty um, athletic, loud leaders. Uh, enjoying involved in in everything. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, our one daughter, Danielle, um, she is like the, like the top two female athletes in the state of California. Mm. So, um, we follow, we, we were, we were parent groupies kind of, you know, but it was interesting, even though he was working full time at, um, he actually had the second largest construction company in, in Oroville, maybe even County. Um, he was building houses. We were building a church. We were building a family. We Our kids never really lacked for anything. We, we never missed one game. We never missed one gymnastics. Anthony was in gymnastics. Uh, Nicole was in plays and what you know everything. And we never missed anything. We were there. He, it didn't feel like a sacrifice because no. we just we gave our time away and we got it back. It was really the action of giving and you shall receive and not just money, but your life. So yeah. I really never felt like I was really sacrificing. I think when we moved down here and my kids were little and it was a very scary place. You know, there's drive bys oh, and yeah. prostitutes, prostitutes on the corner and I think Anthony was three or four. Um, it was kind of daunting. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. when we first feeling. started. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, and, and and it's not even I mean, it's like that's like ten percent of what it was. Yeah. So um it was kind of weird. It was a whole cultural shift. Uh, the church was a cultural shift for what we were raised in in our Christianity before this. And um, I believe it was just saying yes to Jesus and um just doing the next right thing is what how we based our life. And I don't I guess the answer is I don't really feel like it was that much of a sacrifice because yeah. the Lord just met us in every place, and we didn't give up anything.
0: Yeah, It sounds like the the yes. this is what Danielle would say yeah. when, when she was on the podcast, say yes, the the yes transformed into something where he gave you the tools to make it possible. Yeah. All he needed was your yes. Yeah.
1: Right? I think today I was reading in her book, and, and we've often talked about the and I think he uses it in his sermons a lot, is that one scene in Indiana Jones with uh, Sean Connery where he has to go across to get the um, chalice, and there's a big chasm, yep. he, he, and there's no bridge, and he can't, he doesn't know what to do. He's, his dad's dying. And it's like, I think that, that's such a great indication of how we've kind of lived. There's been no bridge sometimes, but we just walk. Mm. And the, fa- uh, the Father and the Lord Jesus always just comes to our rescue. It's, it, when I stand here today, 21 years later, almost 20 I think it's 22 right now, actually, and I look back at you, Max, or Yost or Kale, or whoever, you know, and I look back at what God has done in us, I'm just as shocked as anybody else. When people come and say, I can't, I can't believe this, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still totally and utterly amazed at what Jesus has done yeah. through, through our, you know, air quotes, sacrifice giving yeah. our life away
0: from the outside it really looks like sacrifice yeah and I mean if you kind of take if you look at comparing say you, you want to get in the business of comparing yourself to somebody else or then it could be like well I, I didn't have this or I didn't have that yeah but that's sort of the stuff isn't that the stuff that kind of gets us into trouble. that that trouble spot it's where in trouble we, when you
1: compare your life to others and just in, enjoying the moment and I think we've done a good job of enjoying today and not look to tomorrow today's a great day and it's, it's the best day ever yeah. so um you know and i just you know um just really quickly Jordy mumby you know he really did come and sacrifice his he, he literally sacrificed his life for the uh, sake of others you know yeah. he, he moved from canada with his wife and then raised his four kids here and now he's gone to be with jesus and and i believe he obtained the eternal life i believe the Lord's saying to him well done he mm-hmm. he realized what was important and i think in western society we don't really realize what we th- we can think a car or house a vacation you know yeah. in university is important and i think it's just reevaluating what what jesus wants for you and that sacrifice yeah
0: so we got a lot of people listening and and a lot of people will be will be able to identify with what you're talking about but there's going to be some who are, who are just This is like a new thing to them. It's hard. Like I've been skipping over the sacrifice scriptures, been cherry picking (laughs) or just been picking the ones that that are easy to post on Facebook. Yeah. And and they've never heard this before. How does somebody who's just coming to that realization about the importance of sacrifice? How do they put that into practice in their life?
1: You go and you want me to go. Uh,
0: Rock, paper, scissors.
1: So I just think for if you're being convicted right now from or even judgmental or angry or or hostile to, to what we're saying it's like don't take our don't take our word for it mm. study to show yourself approved and then just try it yeah. read the Gospels in context and ask the Lord what he thinks I think um, I think you'll be um, pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised I think yeah,
0: it might be a little bit of both yeah
1: and I think just you know ask the Lord for forgiveness mm. because in in the Western society our Christianity, Is rather um, about me sometimes and how I'm gonna be blessed so I would say don't take our word for it but study show yourself approved and um, uh, you know just kind of just find out whether it's true or not
0: yeah and and what is that once once you find out oh man it's about sacrifice and (laughs) (laughs) I missed it what do you do then like how do you
2: set your priorities your priorities have to be they have to start with a relationship with Jesus, with, with God. He must be on the throne of our life. When we say we became a Christian, Christian. what it's supposed to be is a kingdom with a king. Hmm. And we are supposed to be subjects to that king. And he is God. if he takes the stage, he takes the throne of your life, you aren't gonna you're not gonna ask a lot of questions. It's going to be very clear. If he truly becomes the center of your life, you begin to do what subjects do with kings, worshiping him, thanking him, relying on him. And so in my life, there's a throne. I have a throne with Jesus on it. And the second level of my throne is my wife. I made a vow at an altar before God to put her before me. And then we had children. And I had a dilemma because it seemed like the right thing to do was for us to serve those children next mm. first. Right. Yeah. But one thing we always understood was you can't put your children before God. But then do you put them before each other? And so we easily were taught by him. Your children have to come after your spouse because otherwise they won't be healthy and your life won't be healthy. Mm-hmm. So to recap, it's God first, your spouse second, your children third. Okay. Everybody else, I mean, there's millions of verses about this. Everybody else has to come next. And then you get to come last. That's Ouch. the throne of yeah. your order. That's <laughs> the order of a throne that produces the abundant life. That's the one where sacrifice, you won't have to ask what sacrifice. It'll be all around you. You will have so many opportunities. It'll be like picking up manna that's just scattered all over the ground. It'd be like going to a gravel pit and trying to figure out which piece of gravel to pick up uh. next. Hmm. It's, there's, there'll be abundant. There'll be an abundance of opportunities, giving and it. receiving opportunities, love. Love will come to you, love will go from you. It'll just be exactly what Jesus described abundant life as. Hmm. That's what will happen.
0: Okay. And, and so when you, when you sacrifice, when you start living that way, I heard you say, Vicki, it didn't feel like we were sacrificing right. in the end. And, and you guys have a hard time saying how your life could be any better than That's it right. is now. That's right. So where, where does that go for somebody? Like what's in store for them when they start actually doing this?
1: Um, I think at uh, max, um, if you just going to pummel yourself to sacrifice, I think you'll burn out. Hmm. You, you you'll just you'll be one of the burnouts now. We're, That's
0: probably questions that are going through people's.
2: Heads yeah, because right
1: it's like it's right. like I got I got to I got to do it I got to do it I got to do it. Mm-hmm. I think you'll burn out. It's a wrong it's a wrong question. It's just saying yes to Jesus every yeah. day. Saying yes to Jesus, like Steve so said, the just, opportunities that come yeah, looking to you. around at the yeah. gravel pit and picking you know. Yeah. But um, we are not burnout. We are far from it. We have more energy than anybody um, should have at 62 and 63.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. You know, our life is full. We haven't burned out. And I think that's a lot of people have come to the Father's house from around the world. And they think we're working our way to heaven. It's like, well, then I would have burned out a long time ago with my sacrifice. Yeah. It's the wrong question. I think it's just like saying yes to Jesus. Read in Jesus in context. Study to show yourself approved. Say, you know, Lord, forgive my wrong thinking. I, I think Steve's, you know... Praise it every day. Lord, forgive my wrong thinking because we do have a lot of stinking thinking. And it's just like, I want to be hot for you, Jesus, because he talks about being lukewarm. Yeah. It's not a good place to be. So I think um, falling in love with Jesus, number would, again, would be coming back your first love would be number one. Be, and, then, and then stay in there on the line. And as you give your life away, it just brings so much darn joy. Mm-hmm. It just really does. Sometimes your flesh goes, someone asks you to move a piano or something, you're like, Ugh. you know, everybody yeah. feels that, right? No, I was going <laughs> to go have a ice cream, you know, at Yeovil, or, you know, that's a shameless plug, but it's not ice cream. Yeah. It's yo- yogurt at Yeovil, our little right. yogurt shop. But it's so good. I think I think really, honestly, the question is just just to go back to your first love, mm-hmm. and all these things shall be added unto you. Do you think that's good, Steve? Yep.
0: Buried. yeah I, I think so um and I I'm looking forward to looking forward to that love love my love with Jesus growing yes so that it overflows onto other people Correct. because if like I've been in both places where where when I worked at camp it was like man I couldn't help but loving these Correct. kids because I love Jesus. And then there are other days where it's like, well, loving Jesus today looks like balancing the budget. And that's not really fun. But, <laughs> but right. this is your camp, right? And, yep. and now in the things here, feeding the hungry at Food Bank, um, that doesn't stop because of pandemics. It actually goes, goes more, right. right? That's right. And, uh, yeah, so it's... I,
2: I think the most important thing we can say to our listeners is that the, you have to get an idea. And we've developed an idea in our head that I work for Jesus. I'm not deserved anything. I didn't owe. I'm not owed anything. I owe everything, and I work for Jesus. And that I work for Jesus is probably the most important part of the sacrifice thing. Hmm. When you say I live for Jesus, it doesn't really pinpoint much. Yeah. yeah. But when you say I work for Jesus, that means what I'm doing. Someone says, "Well, I've done enough, haven't I?" Well, I don't know, I have you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is that what j- it Has brings he? us back done. to? Is this what we need to do for Jesus? Yeah. And it it has two-way street. One is it sees that he's using me. That's a miracle. Mm -hmm. And the second is I work for him. Have I really given enough? And that drives me. And I think that around here, I think it drives a lot of people. And why we have such amazing results is because of foremost that description of how to get it. Like you said, people say, well, how do I get this? Or what do I do? What's first step? Just start to wake up in the morning and say, it's your day. Yeah, this is good. the day the Lord has made. It's your day.
1: What do you want to do, Jesus? And I'm,
2: I'm yours. So my, so my day is yours. My life is yours. Can you use me? And then look for those opportunities pretty soon. You're going to see he's going to use you a lot. And once he does, add, add the phrase, I work for Jesus. He, he gives me tasks every day. He gives me jobs. He employs me every day. And what I do for him doesn't feel like sacrifice. Because you love him. Because I love him. him. And yeah. and then you start to watch the abundant return of giving that is promised. It's going to be true. He's yeah. going to be true. And the abundant return is not in diamonds and rubies and pearls. It's in peace and patience, kindness, goodness, and love. Yeah. Sacrifice. You know. Yeah. Well, I you're appreciate see
0: that. It. I think that, that makes it really clear. It sets a high bar, but it's also something that, like how you grow without reaching for these high bars, right?
2: What I like about it is being a high bar is even a child can do it. Yeah, children can understand it. Dummies like me can understand it. Geniuses like our daughters and people like Sarah, Bud, and Chloe, and all these and Max, geniuses Max. and Max, there you go, and and Yos, all these geniuses can understand it too. So it's it's not exclusive to a dummy or a genius. Everybody can get this, and it's, and it's everybody can partake. Yeah. And I always know things are truth when, it's, when really everybody, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of times I hear a truth, and I go, well, what about the people who've just been squished in life? Yeah, They can't get that. But this they can get. get. They can do it. in their People who live in the garbage dump in Mexico can serve each other this way and sacrifice yep. this way. Yep. Children can get it. Mm-hmm. Poor people can get it. Victims can get it. The victimizers can get it.
0: Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So for people who are listening to this and you like this conversation, you want more of this conversation, got yeah, good news. We got Steve and Vicky every week. Oh boy. Um uh, we gotta make sure that it gets in Steve's calendar every week. Yeah. So oh, he didn't pressure. have it in
1: his calendar?
0: And no. uh, you didn't? No, he didn't. So why you were wearing a red we got shirt? Him here. And so uh, we're also learning how to dress. So we sort of coordinated ourselves. We do.
1: We look pretty good, first, I think. First week we? on
0: video, I had a really bright purple hat. Purple and hat. was wearing a, a red. red shirt. And I was wearing Vicky, black. Yeah. So we're, we're getting better at this, but the conversations are what matter. And we're, we're having those conversations every week. So if you want to keep listening, all you have to do is go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a rating yeah. review on, yeah. on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, especially because that really, that's the thing that kickstarts the growth uh some all these weird algorithms that say what do people actually care about when you care enough to to give a five star not a one star oh boy um but a five star and uh, (laughs) keeps us
1: humble max right there you go
0: and then and say what what is this done for me just listening to these episodes how has it changed my thinking um help me learn about jesus that that really helps us and uh, I'm also going to put down a link to Danielle's book, A Line, a Line in the, in the sand, sand, Danielle Divine. Yeah, it's, it's great. a really good book. really um, is. I'm about halfway through it now. I'm really enjoying it. Me too. And Steve's also got three books. Three books. They're available on Amazon. So I've got that link up there too. That's awesome. So, uh, and as always, the Father's House Church, we're going live at the house every night at 6 p.m.
1: Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and then that's a good one because other people in in, in different Austra- parts of we the we already world. have Australians yeah, and we've New got Zealand's and Key UK. And UK's English, list, yeah. yeah. People in Romania. Romania, really? Yeah. Maybe know, someone in the Trisha Netherlands is watching. Maybe, yeah.
1: Maybe someone got, from the Netherlands. We keep
0: talking about Yos so We'll get more. His brother. I love his brother, Ruben. Ruben. I hope he's listening. I hope you're listening out there, Ruben.
1: Should we name some more people so we can tag them and just get more people? I don't, people? Get this I don't, don't around know around where
0: we tag. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know. Does, does anyone know?
0: <laughs> but I can put links in the bottom you're of the awesome. episode for how you can share this with more people. So look for that. Thank you so much for your time, Thank you, Max. You're amazing. And thanks for your wisdom. And we'll see you more next week. On the Uncommon Truth. On the Uncommon Truth. Uncommon Truth. Thanks for listening.